Today's lesson will begin right after a short message from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gross negligence is the lack of slight diligence or care or a conscious, voluntary act or omission in reckless disregard of a legal duty and of the consequences to another party. In some jurisdictions a person injured as a result of gross negligence may be able to recover punitive damages from the person who caused the injury or loss. Negligence is the opposite of diligence, or being careful. The standard of ordinary negligence is what conduct deviates from the proverbial reasonable person. By extension, if somebody has been grossly negligent, that means they have fallen so far below the ordinary standard of care that one can expect, to warrant the label of being gross. Gross negligence may thus be described as reflecting the want of even slight or scant care, falling below the level of care that even a careless person would be expected to follow. While some jurisdictions equate the culpability of gross negligence with that of recklessness, most differentiate it from simple negligence in its degree. Criminal Law Gross negligence is, controversially, used as a standard for criminal law for example, under manslaughter in English law. Under common law, criminal negligence is defined as a gross deviation from a reasonable standard of care. This is a higher standard than ordinary negligence under tort law. In the UK, a conviction for gross negligence manslaughter requires that the prosecutor prove the existence of a duty of care breach of that duty by the defendant resulting in death, and the risk of death that would be obvious to a reasonable prudent person in the position of the defendant. Private Law English Law The concept of gross negligence is broadly distrusted by English law. In Wilson v. Brett Baron Rolfe, later Lord Cranworth, said he, could see no difference between negligence and gross negligence, that it was the same thing, with the addition of a vituperative epithet. This view has been consistently approved in English law relating to fiduciary duties, as the courts have reasserted that there is only one standard of culpable carelessness, ordinary negligence. The preferred view has been that the context of a trustee, company director or other fiduciary's judgment is to be taken into account when the judge reviews the exercise of discretion. In Howland v. R. R. Lowe, luxury coaches, Limited or Murad L. J. said, I have always found some difficulty in understanding just what was gross negligence, because it appears to me that the standard of care required in a case of bailment, or any other type of case, is the standard demanded by the circumstances of that particular case. The leading cases Armitage v. Nurse were Millet L.J., was asked to decide whether an exclusion clause was effective to absolve a trustee from an accusation of negligence when applying property to beneficiaries. It was held that exclusion clauses were still effective though other remedies could follow, such as up to 1977 in a contract law case, but on the point of principle, as a default position all trustees are liable for ordinary negligence. Militel J said. It would be very surprising if our law drew the line between liability for ordinary negligence and liability for gross negligence. In this respect English law differs from civil law systems, for it has always drawn a sharp distinction between negligence, however gross, on the one hand and fraud bad faith and willful misconduct on the other. The doctrine of the common law is that, gross negligence may be evidence of malafides, but is not the same thing, see Goodman v. Harvey, 1836, 
for Lord Denman CJ but while we regard the difference between fraud on the one hand and mere negligence, however gross, on the other as a difference in kind, we regard the difference between negligence and gross negligence as merely one of degree. English lawyers have always had a healthy disrespect for the latter distinction. In Hinton v. Dippen, 1842, doubted whether any intelligible distinction exists, while in Grill v. General Iron Screw Collier Company, 1866, famously observed that gross negligence is ordinary negligence with a vituperative epithet. But civilian systems draw the line in a different place. The doctrine is culpa dolo equiparatur, and although the maxim itself is not Roman the principle is classical. There is no room for the maxim in the common law, it is not mentioned in Broome's Legal Maxims, 10th ed. 1939. United States. Under United States law, Proof of gross negligence involves proving all of the elements of an ordinary negligence action, plus the additional element that the defendant acted in reckless disregard of, or with a lack of substantial concern for, the rights of others. For some causes of action that might trigger defenses such as governmental immunity, it may be necessary to prove gross negligence in order to overcome the defense. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. Hi, this is Annie from Avoa Simone. You're listening to a Creative Commons licensed podcast.